What's up, fam? You know what time it is. Make sure you're following, liking, subscribing. All our social media platforms. It's another episode of Birds, Beers, and BS. Let's get this shit show going. Connect between the head coach and the GM because no one knew how he's vision. No, how he's a freaking moron. <laughs> and there's a reason why how Jeffrey, you got a moron. Are you gonna let me freaking talk? <laughs> God damn, bro. <laughs> What's up, all about the Birds fam? This is another episode of Birds, Beers, and BS. I am your typical host, uh, Eagle Jeff Warner, alongside Pina and Party Doll Dave in the background. Yeah, we are part of the AAT Sports Network here on the AAT Sports Birds, Beers, and BS. We have a new network here, uh, so make sure you are following, liking, subscribing. Hit that follow button. Hit that like button. Hit the comment button. Hit the dislike button. I don't care. Just give us some damn reaction. We want to hear from you, and we want to hear from, from our fans. Yeah. Because football season is right around the corner, everyone. We are less than uh, about two weeks away, 14 days roughly, till the start of the Eagles season when they travel to the Atlanta Falcons to take on uh, Matt Ryan and Kyle Pitts and the boys. But we had one more preseason to discuss, Peanut. We'll uh, (laughs) we'll dive down in a few moments. We'll also discuss our ins and outs and who we think might be in, who might be out as far as the Eagles' final 53-man roster. uh, Because cut day is this coming Tuesday. Yep. Uh, the 31st or the 1st, whatever day it may be. Uh, it is this coming week, so the Eagles are going to be making some tough decisions in <laughs> regards to the roster, so we'll give you our thoughts on that. Yep. And then also later on, we'll discuss the Eagles did add a new veteran quarterback, so if you did not hear the news, we'll dive into that, tell you who it is, and we'll see if we like it or not. But uh, first off, Peanut, let's <clears> get into what is the debacle uh, disaster that is uh, the Philadelphia Eagles. <laughs> yeah, that's a good way to put it. Fucking tying the New York football Jets 31 to 31 yeah. in goddamn preseason. <laughs> they, well, the first half they, they they did pretty good. They did okay. They did all right. They, they did went, all right. It took them it took them a little bit to move the football. The Jets eventually took out their starters, which eventually um, some of their starters, which eventually right. allowed the Eagles to move the football, put up some points. You saw some things from Joe Flacco, but. Yeah, not much from Joe Flacco. He's a he's a distributor. He's not a he's not a, a couple, game changer. Though. He had a couple nice throws. Uh, Joe yeah. Flacco finishing thirteen <clears throat> to sixteen, one hundred eighty eight yards, two touchdowns, sacked twice with a QB rating of fifty five point two. This is honestly probably the best and the most the best that we have seen from yeah. Joe Flacco. I agree. I agree. I definitely agree. Um, <laughs> it was, I, but I, it, nothing blew. Nothing really blew my socks off with with this team. The whole priest, but they did good in practice though. They did good. They, they've Fuck had practice. good practices. So Fuck that's practice. That, that is the plus right there. They're doing great in practice. Everyone, round of applause for practice. Look, <laughs> look. As apparently the Eagles are the Super Bowl champions of practices of these joint practices. They oh, were yeah. they went two and zero against the New England Patriots. Yep. You saw them get destroyed thirty five to nothing. Pretty much. They were undefeated against the New York Jets in two in two practices. Yep. And they ended up fucking tying yep. on a last second hail mary mm-hmm. and then allowed the two point conversion because 
There's no tie. There are. There's no overtime in preseason. Nope. There's an agreement between the NFLPA, the teams, and the players that the, and the owners that there is no uh, overtime in preseason games. You either nope. win, lose, or tie. Yeah. Because you don't want to risk further injuries. And what's the point yeah, of playing point? guys in a meaningless game? I, I agree. Now, I agree. heading into this game, I was all for that we needed to see something from our starters. Mm-hmm. We needed to see them out there right. distributing the football. We needed to see more from Jalen Hurts because I'm sorry. Ten snaps in preseason ball the first year heading into the uh, into uh, your first season. the regular season, your first season as a starter with the new head coach, with the new offense, you needed to see more. Right. You needed to see the connection with Devontae Smith. You want to see all this from the offense. You need to see from the progressions on the defense side of football after getting gashed the week before yep. for 235 yards on the ground. Pretty much, yep, you're right. But absolutely right. As as game day came closer, and last night happened, <laughs> I, I'm, I'm 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 all for Nick Sirianni making the decision to hold out his starters. Yeah. We did not need our players, our starters, risking injury on a shitty field. Yep. And there was a rain delay. There was a lightning delay. They had to refix the field. That's why it took an extra half an hour for for kickoff. Yeah. So I am all for Nick Sirianni. It it, it just worries me a little bit, Peanut. Yes. That. We have not seen – we haven't seen much from our starters and from our starting mm. quarterback that we still have an unknown with whether yeah. he's going to be the guy or not. I agree. I definitely agree. But I, when I'm I'm, I'm going to play devil's advocate. I'm guessing Nick Sirianni feels like he's seen enough in these practices, these joint practices. And uh, I think he – making that call last night, it, it's not a popular call to sit your starters out. But, yeah, you're right. It was probably best that he did do that. Um Look, man, he's the coach, and if he thinks if if he's seen enough in these joint practices to to warrant them to sit out the game, then I I don't I don't blame him for doing so. And I think honestly, it's not a bad idea. I mean, look at some of these injuries that are occurring around the NFL now over these stupid like preseason games that don't even matter. So I don't I don't I don't blame Nick Sirianni for sitting him out. It sucks watching the the game without seeing these starters in there to get those reps. But what are you gonna do? You know. I think it was a good good call on Nick Sirianni's be, uh, behalf. It was a good call, if, if, but if it wasn't raining, yeah. I needed to see something. <laughs> I'm sorry. Why, though? Why do you have to see because something? Because the only – yes, they they have done well in practice, but at least on the defense side of football, right. they're not doing two days anymore. They're not <clears throat> tackling in practice. Right. You only can learn that type of technique is on game day in live-action football, yeah, which even Joe Flacco said <clears throat> the week before after the New England Patriots game. Practice is where you work out your kinks, but where you really uh, progress as a player and as a team is in live game action. Yeah, and until our starters are out there performing, it, as, as an Eagles fan and going to this week one game with 10 reps for my quarterback or not really having our full offense yeah. on the field all at the same time. Remember, Jalen Hurst didn't get to play with Devontae Smith. Nope. Uh, Miles Sanders was held out that first game. Yeah. Uh, so there's plenty of non-repetition from certain guys. Now, I understand certain players like Lane Johnson, the, the aging players. Yeah, yeah the they, older vets. The older vets, I understand you can hold out. They really don't need those reps, but you still somewhat want them out there so you yeah. know that you what you have when your team is at full go. Absolutely agree with you on that one. But overall, I, I, I'm, I'm, I agree with the decision because right. of the weather factor, but as an Eagles fan, I'm a little uneasy. It's going to be a sloppy game week one in Atlanta, and I feel it's going to take some time for this team right. to really pick up speed and get out there and really find their groove, which for a team that has a very tough schedule the first half of the season, 
You do not want. There's a difference between they have a possibility. They're going up against some, uh, some opponents that are winnable football games. Yeah. They're going up against the Atlanta Falcons, which were a shitty football team last year. Right. Uh, they have the San Francisco 49ers, which is a solid team, but on the home, West Coast coming east, they have a chance. Right. Uh, Dallas Cowboys on Monday Night Football. Uh, we then don't the, have a chance there. Hey, you never know. No, the, the, Cowboy, the Cowboys are not that strong of a football team, and Dak hasn't played at all preseason either. So right, a guy right. coming off the injury that he did and hasn't played football. And the and second all, injury that he also had too. Yeah, in almost a full year. Yeah. Don't count them out, but we'll give you our uh, predictions maybe next week. <laughs> yeah, but, we'll do that next week. <laughs> but, yeah, just looking at this game, I agree with you. Nothing really stood out. There were a few surprises. And, mm-hmm. and as we discussed, like I said, the Eagles are – have some tough decisions when it comes to this roster. Yep. And the cut down day is Tuesday or Wednesday. I can't remember the exact day off the top of my head. I think it's Tuesday. Yeah, I think it's Tuesday as well. So it gives team, I'll say it gives players enough time before, <clears throat> uh, before the Labor Day weekend start of season to try to pick up players off a of waiver, which I do feel the Eagles are going to be active. Oh, absolutely. Uh, the Eagles have been one of the more active teams off the waiver wire over the past couple of years, especially with Hallie Roseman. And they're also a team that makes a lot of trades right before cut day, which they made a trade today. Like I said, we'll get into that as they did add a veteran quarterback. Yep. Uh, but as we're trying to figure out some of these players on the bubble, a couple guys m- made a statement this past week against the against the Philadelphia Eagles. And Agreed. one of those names <laughs> is surprisingly Mr. J.J. Arcega-Whiteside. J.J. baby. Two receptions, 57 yards. Makes a tremendous catch down the sideline for the big touchdown, a 42-yard reception for the TD. Is he turning the corner? Is Jay Jaw turning the corner? And and, and, that, and that's the thing. The Eagles are very inexperienced at wide receiver. Yep. But is there anyone else you feel in this roster that you that you think should be let go over JJ? <sighs> that's a tough call because I, I think at this point is between Jay Jaw and Fulgham and uh. From what I, if, all right, based off of just uh, style and body type, he's probably your biggest receiver at this at, in in the fold. So I don't see them getting rid of Jay Jaw. Um, and you know what? Who's to say he didn't turn the corner? I mean, the, the guy's a young guy. He's in a new system, and and if Nick Sirianni holds to what he says, then he's gonna try to exploit everyone's strengths. And Jay Jaw's strength is his size and his and his power so we're gonna need a guy like that in the red zone i know we got the tight ends and all that but we're gonna need a big big body threat to be in the end zone a lot of our guys are small speedy receivers but when you're when you're in that red zone you don't need speed you don't need all what you need is physicality and i think jay jaw last night literally solidified his job with the philadelphia eagles I'm, I'm i'm holding it's just gonna it was one game really enough to solidify his position because you did not see much from him the last two weeks right and i really haven't been hearing his name too much in practice yeah if you aren't getting any type of reps in practice or any production in practice <clears throat> yeah these preseasons are a big key yeah. as trying to evaluate talent but Ultimately, it comes down to the practice film, the the, uh, the practice film right. for Nick Sirianni and these coaches to really evaluate. And we have to remember, granted, this could be this could be helpful for JJ. He might be able to stick around. Yeah. But remember, Howie Roseman is the one that's going to have final say right. when it comes to the Eagles' fifty-three man roster. Nick Sirianni ultimately, I feel, is going to have is going to have some input, right. and he's going to tell him, or he's going to tell Howie Roseman and management and the scouts what he wants with his team, what type of system he wants to run, yep. and they're going to judge off based the evaluation and put these players 
best that fits his system. Right. Uh, that he somewhat wants to try to run. But it's it's all going to come down to a numbers game because you have another position that the Eagles are very heavy on right now, and that's the running back position. And Whoa. how many do you keep there? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You go. I think he's got to go with six. He's, he's almost going to have to. <laughs> it, 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 well, it comes down to special teams. Yeah, yeah. It, it comes down to special teams. Right now at the wide receiving position, you definitely have Devontae. Right. You definitely have Jalen Rager. Right. You definitely have uh, – what the hell is his name? Uh, Ward. Greg, Greg Ward. Those are probably – or uh, sorry, Quez Watkins. Quez Watkins. Quez Watkins. Those are definitely your top three. Right. So if you're keeping five, you have two spots left right. between JJ, John Hightower, Fulgham and Ward. So if they keep six, yeah. I kind of feel they're gonna go with they're gonna keep Ward. Right. Uh and then I feel they're keeping See, you know what I really hate too is because I, I think Fulgham's been has he been injured or something? Or am I am I mistaken that? Like, I don't remember. He but he, he hasn't been anything spectacular this preseason. And everyone wants to live off last year's regime with Doug Peterson, where agreed. yeah, Fulgham had a decent year in, in a limited capacity. He came in his own. He had right. 38 receptions for 539 yards and four touchdowns for an average of 14.2 yards a carry. <clears throat> right. Uh, so, but there were some games he was like non-existent. Agreed. Uh, against that Washington game, well, they benched most of the players that game. He had one reception for uh, 15 yards. Right. The, the loss against Dallas where they could have helped win, put them on, in the playoffs. Uh, he had two receptions off three targets for 27 yards, no touchdowns. Hey, mind you, this is all off of subpar quarterback play, too. So even before, even <clears> before <throat> that, uh, with once in there against Green Bay, he had no receptions for two yards. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> How do you have no receptions? Or for sorry, two no yards? Re- no receptions on two targets. <laughs> okay. My, my apologies. Yeah, he didn't come in until a month into the season. He had that. Yeah. He had that. He had the one big game against the Pittsburgh Steelers. We had 10 receptions for 152 yards and a touchdown. Right. The, the first three games he started playing, he had three straight games with a touchdown. Right. But remember, we were we were playing from behind a little bit. And, of course, the gameplay and the, the, the system that we were running last year, it was a pass-heavy offense. Yeah. We weren't utilizing Miles Sanders and the run game too much. Right. Uh, so – yeah. And we had no wide receivers last year. So then it's it's a no-brainer then. It, look, it, uh, if you think about like if you think about Howie and, and his this is JJ's Howie's pick. So it, it, right there right there it tells you which way he's leaning towards, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, so, exactly because he, you invested a second round pick not too long ago. You have a head coach with Nick Sirianni and a coaching staff that yep. you hope can finally develop talent and finally, especially the wide receiving yeah. position. The wide receiver and quarterback are the two key positions that we have not been able to f- get hit on. Right. And now with the new regime, you hope you can turn that corner and make and turn it in the right direction. You hope. But <laughs> it, I kind of feel, yeah, the odd man now is probably going to be Fulgham as far as the wide receiving position. Has to be. Because if you keep six, you're keeping Hightower. He does play a pivotal part as far as. Some special teams. Right. JJ, we said is the second round. Uh, was a former second round pick. He's Howie's pit selection. You're gonna keep him, You're, especially after this game. Mm-hmm. And uh, Greg Ward, he's your veteran on the in the wide receiving core right now. He's the one with the most receptions besides your tight ends. Yep. Yeah, you got to keep Ward. So and and the use and the versatility that uh, that you have with Jalen Rager, you still want a, sl- a decent slot guy, which it <laughs> seems like they're going to use Greg Ward quite a bit in the slot position yeah. when they don't have Rager out there. Yeah, I agree. So th- yeah, definitely. I I feel on, on the inside in Hightower and JJ are in. Fulgham's unfortunately out. If yeah. if they keep six receivers, right? If they keep six. now, once again, it, it's a huge numbers game. And now you look at the running back position because this, the you, running back position is a good problem to have, though. But go ahead. I'm sorry. No, you're good. It, it, it is a very good problem to have. Uh, you, you but are they going to keep 
the traditional three. They're going to keep the four. You yeah. know Miles Sanders is getting a spot. Miles Sanders is in. You, you automatically look at Jordan Howard, and he's definitely a guy that's been getting a lot of playing time behind Miles Sanders yeah. and has shown you that he can be that change of pace back. Between the, the tackle between, guy. Yeah, between the tackles, uh, that ground and pound type of game uh, back, especially behind a solid right. offensive line, mm-hmm. and he's a good quality <clears throat> pass protector. Yeah, perfect. Uh, so he's your, there's number two. Right. Now if they keep three. I honestly feel ga- they cannot Gain, let they Gainwell's can, in. They no cannot matter. they cannot let go of Gainwell. Nope, Gainwell's in. Gainwell's in for sure. So you got you got you got Miles, you got um Jordan, you got Gainwell. Those three are definitely locks for 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 the year. So now, what do you do? Who do you, what do you, who do you get rid of? Well, if you keep four, and I and I understand why people are now high on Boston Scott, but let's remember this is the dude that can only ever perform at MetLife Stadium. The Eagles really need to change their fucking home games and their away <laughs> games on neutral field yeah. and fucking play at MetLife Stadium every fucking week because that is the only way Boston Scott can find any way of production and finding a way to be a quality running back in the NFL. So not, you're not high on Boston Scott, man. Not high on Boston Scott. His stats speak for his fucking self. <laughs> and granted, on the run game, he had one carry for four yards. Right. He, he's a quality back out of the backfield, no yeah, doubt about it. Absolutely. But, but is that is that the only quality key that he can bring to your team? No. You, exactly. No, it's not. Sirianni, when he runs his <laughs> offense, or even most NFL teams, you want quality, versatile backs. Miles Sanders has shown to do that, which he – he, he, uh, he didn't do that well at it last year, but I'm hoping he can rebound. I was going to say, he's he, not that versatile. Well, no, he, Sanders, once, he's a runner. He's not Well, no, he is. He's shown in his rookie year. Yeah. His yeah. rookie year and coming out of college. Okay. I'll say, so last year, I'm giving him a little bit of a mulligan because the way the offense was ran, there's a lot of turmoil. You yeah. had bad quarterback play. We don't know if it was on the quarterback or him running the wrong route. So right. I'll give Miles the pass for, for last year, but he definitely needs to step up his game if he wants to be Mr. Miles 2K uh, <laughs> when it comes to – uh, yards from scrimmage. Right. Okay. All but right. You, but you look at Boston Scott's numbers last year: eighty carries, three hundred seventy-four yards, and one touchdown for an average of four point seven yards a carry uh, on the ground. Okay. That's not that impressive. He had yeah. They benched all the stars. They put Boston in in week seventeen against the Washington football team. Yeah, he had fifteen carries for sixty-five yards. He had a big twenty-yard game for an average of four point three yards a carry. Besides that. He didn't do shit. <laughs> Dallas Cowboys, two carries for 17 yards. He was hurt, I think, against Arizona. He didn't get a fucking carry. Two carries for 17 yards, so he only got the ball twice and he gained 17 yards. Not bad. It's not well, one carry. One of it was on tw- a 12-yard carry. Oh, okay, okay, I got you. Still, not bad, bro. But, yeah, he's not being utilized in certain situations. Uh-huh. But when he is, he's still not getting a lot of yardage. Look. He's, he's explosive when he's in the open field, though. That's what's good about Boston And he's a Scott. good quality catching back. But yes. as far as Nick Sirianni's offense and what the Eagles normally want from their all their players at all positions, right. they love versatility. Right. And I and I kind of feel Gainwell, they don't want to stunt his growth. No, Gainwell's They're, a lock, man. So if they only keep three, Boston Scott's on the outside looking in. Yeah. Yeah, they keep if they keep four. The only reason they might keep Boston Scott is somehow they want to try to give him some special teams reps because he yeah. he failed as a returner last year. I was gonna say I wouldn't. I don't want him returning. Hell no. No. Hell, hell no. But I love Boston Scott. I appreciate what he's done, but he he's not that attractive. He's 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 <laughs> as far as a fo- as a football player standpoint. No, I know what you're saying. No, it's he, okay. he 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 doesn't he doesn't he doesn't. He doesn't move the needle. He for doesn't me. give you. He he doesn't have that wow factor. Is what you say exactly. And with Gainwell coming, Gainwell looks 
Game, Gainwell's stud. a stud. Yeah. There's a re- I would say the Eagles got him for a steal, and that's that's a n- different thing with Gainwell. They invested a fifth round selection from him. He was yeah. a projected third round pick. They did never ever expect him to fall that far yeah. down on the draft board for them to be able to pick him up. And that guy's playing with a chip on the shoulder. Definitely. He's mm-hmm. pissed off that he fell from the third round to yeah. the fifth round. That's a lot of money from a yeah. rookie contract standpoint. Yeah. And if the Eagles put him on the practice squad, he's getting picked up just like that. Yeah, he'll get taken. He's right gone. Away. Yeah. And they're not gonna risk losing him. Mm-hmm. So the only way I feel Boston Scott is getting a job with the Philadelphia Eagles is that they keep four running backs, which I do not see having because if they go heavy at the wide receiving position. Right. They're not going to be able to go heavy on the right. Yeah, well, yeah, I don't know. It's a, it, well, it's, I don't know, man. And then you know what? Boston, like I know you say Boston Scott doesn't move the needle for you, but he does for me. The guy's versatile. The, but guy, the, the guy can catch out of the backfield. But, he he runs he runs with power like he's but small. so but so can Gainwell. Yeah. Gainwell's a cheaper, younger option, and I feel has a more upside in his game than Boston Scott. Right, I, I see what you're saying though. Like, why keep two players that do the same shit? Exactly. All right, yeah, I see. Yeah, okay, all right. So Boston Scott, you think is out? I think he's out. Okay, and unfortunately for Boston, I don't know if he really gets picked up for some. If for some reason you have a major injury to your running back core, I think Boston's getting picked up, bro. Do you? I, I see teams that, that can use guys like Boston Scott. Like he's no slouch, man. You're making it sound like he's a bum. He's not I'm a not bum, saying bro. I'm not saying he's a bum. Okay. But you have to understand a lot of these teams, they have their team, they already have their rosters in place. They know what they want to go into the season. Now it really helps for teams to make a position or make a decision like that by picking up Boston Scott. Right. Because now they have a week in between the season and the start of the year. Right. Now is the time for it to happen. They, uh, sorry, two weeks. Yeah. Because this is the last preseason game. Next week they have a bo- <clears throat> they have a week off, and the regular season starts the following Sunday. Right. Thursday night football with the Tampa Bay Bucks and the yeah. Dallas Cowboys. Yeah, yeah. So if from from a player standpoint, they're actually ecstatic that there is a break in between, uh, or there's only three games this year instead of four, because right. it now gives them an opportunity to try to get picked up by another team. But the thing is, a lot of these. A lot of these teams, they already have their they, they have their position in place. Unless there's a major injury or a guy that they want to put on a pup list and they have yeah. that open roster spot, I, I wish him the best. If he if he's on a roster, I'm not gonna be upset. No, I'm I still wouldn't. I'm looking at the numbers game. Yeah, you only have 53 guys you can keep on a roster, and then the practice squad. I think you have an extended practice squad again. I, I forget the exact number, but right, right. So Boston's a odd man out. Yeah, obviously, if they keep three, it's definitely gonna be. Unless they surprise people and get rid of Jordan Howard, which I don't see that happen. I don't see that happening. Yeah, they they, they already got Carryon Johnson. I I feel that they knew that uh, that uh, Sanders is their guy. Yeah. As soon as they let on let go, Carryon uh, Johnson. Yeah. Carryon Johnson couldn't get off get on the field. When he did get on the field, he did not produce well. Nope. He looked out of shape. The injury from a year ago was really took hurting. Yeah, yeah, it took his toll. Yeah, it was hurting him. And then now he, uh, what's it called? They sign him. They had two type of backs. It was gonna be between Carrion and and Sanders or not Sanders, uh Howard. Yeah. Uh the B Howard that, that. the B that big uh bruiser back. So yeah, yeah. yeah. Howard won that. Howard's definitely gonna be your big power short line yardage type of guy. Agreed. Agreed. But uh any other names that might that stood out to you positively or negatively? Um, to be honest with you, like this this is depressing, but not really, man. I was looking forward <laughs> I know Gainwell Gainwell, what I noticed during the game yesterday was this guy plays fast. You know what I'm saying? He plays fast and he plays hard. I was impressed with that. Um, but other than that, like, no, man. Like, everything's vanilla as fuck right now. There's really nothing standing out. And I'm, I'm guessing because 
we don't want to play our cards yet, but it is in the same breath, I'm not really seeing any. Oh, defensive line. Milton Williams actually looks pretty good. Um, he's a, he's gonna be yeah he's he's gonna be a problem, but nothing's really popping right now. And maybe maybe it's because it's it's preseason and there's really none of the starters out there. And, but I, I, no, no. What I did see, though, is I noticed a lot yesterday with the tackling is this team is trying to actively strip the ball out every time they they make the tackle. So I thought that was pretty pretty much a move in the right direction um, for Gannon and his defense. But other than that, nah, nothing, nothing really popped, nothing really snared, nothing really moved the needle for me at all. Jay Jaw's catch was nice. It was nice to see a second rounder actually do something he's supposed to fucking do. Jay Jaw, umbrella man. But other than that, no, I'm 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 gonna be honest with you. I don't think Nick Sirianni has played his cards yet. Everything that we're seeing right now are like bubble screens that you you know what I'm saying, like the default bubble screen or the default shotgun quarterback or the default running plays. Nothing really. What I did notice is that I, I think Nick Sirianni wants to run an up tempo, not up tempo, but a, up like a three step drop, get rid of the ball, and let your playmakers make the play. Because I noticed that. There's not there, as soon as the, the as soon as the ball is hiked up, you can count to like one, two, three. The ball's gone, and I think that's going to be a plus. But other than that, nah, nothing really popped. I was I was a little upset not seeing Jalen Hurts play, but I I totally understood this the decision. Um, <laughs> I'm gonna be honest with you, no man. At halftime, I was already like paying attention to which beer I was gonna drink at that point. What about you? Nothing pop out. <laughs> You'll say the positives. Okay, I'm gonna bring up the fucking negative. Mm-hmm. Mister Negative Eagle Jeff over here, motherfucker. Let's go, motherfuckers. Look, but was behind Darius Slay. Yes, and Steven Nelson. Yes, our fucking secondary is a complete abomination, <laughs> including. And if this dude stays on our fucking roster. I swear to God, as God is my witness, I will fucking, I don't know what the fuck I'll do, but it won't be fucking good. But if Michael Jaquette yeah. is on this fucking roster come week one against the Atlanta Falcons, yeah. I will be fucking storming and breaking a shitload of shit. <laughs> In Atlanta, too. Jeffrey's, Je- we'll, we'll hear about it, too. It'll be in the news. Jeffrey will be locked up. This dude looks completely fucking lost and i understand he's an nfl player and good job congratulations you made the next level but you do not belong on a fucking nfl roster at least for this football team you heard him you completely look lost in coverage every time you're fucking targeted the fact that a fucking second and third string quarterbacks josh johnson whatever the fuck his name is is torching your ass Mm. okay you had a fucking fumble recovery for a touchdown whoopee fucking do (laughs) (laughs) but you got this fucking secondary allowed fucking kenny yabao who exactly (laughs) four receptions 100 yards two fucking touchdowns Mm. and you give up a fucking hail mary 49 goddamn yards whatever the hell it was into the fucking end zone all you have to do for a goddamn (laughs) hail mary is swat it down and you did fucking none of that (laughs) bitch and then to add insult the goddamn injury you allow the two-point conversion Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. what do you guys have no fucking pride? No. So th- my big, my big worrisome. I know we're look, uh, eyeing the offense and I'm looking at the this. offensive side of the football, mm-hmm. but you have to look at this defense. Yeah. Yeah, we have a lot of strength. We have a lot of depth as far as the defensive line. Yep. The linebackers, 
haven't looked too bad, too terribly bad. No. This fucking secondary, one major injury. We're we are fucked. obviously fucking screwed. We're fucked. Zach McPherson, a guy that we had a high hopes, third round pick out of, out of, out of in the NFL draft this past draft. Right. And yeah, he's shown some promise. He showed some flashes, but now he's getting fucking burned. He's not looking like the guy that we expected him to do. He's yeah. going through rookie growing pains right now, yeah, which absolutely. is all fine and Danny. And I understand we are in a rebuild. We don't yes. have high expectations, but we still want to see progression. I agree. Damn, Jeffrey, the passion. Good God. I just, I just don't know how you fucking tie in goddamn preseason on a Hail Mary <laughs> and allowing a two-yard fucking uh, run for the two-point goddamn conversion. The finish your goddamn preseason, <laughs> oh, 2 and one Congratulations, you got half a win. <laughs> yep. Oh, man, that's a... That's oh, the no, preseason oh, in a nutshell, man, right there. That, and that's the, one yeah. wor- that's the one worrisome for this team. Is we lack depth at certain positions, especially and the it, most the, important positions. Yeah, the secondary and the offensive line, and, yep. and fan ba- and fans are fucking flipping out that they put Andre Diller out there as the starting left tackle. Why? Who cares? Yeah, that gives them pl- that gives them tape. If for some reason, I don't think it's going to happen. They're not going. But if they want to trade Andre Diller, nah, they can. Why because he showed some flashes in the preseason game. They got some game tape. Yeah. You might be able to get maybe a sixth, seventh round pick for him. But at that type of value, Mm-mm. keep him. Yeah. Because one of the big things when it came to the Eagles last season, we keep on bringing it week after week after week, yep. is the fucking offensive line death last year was absolutely horrendous. Yeah. That you had to go to fucking 38 Mr. Year-Old Jason Peters, bring him back as guard. Have you guys have him hold you ransom? Give him more goddamn money to play left tackle, and he was a fucking shit show. Yeah, yeah, and this is a shit show, but he was a shit show. Fucking JP, just pay me, <laughs> Mister Chicago Bear, Mister. I want to win another Super Bowl. Granted, I get it. You didn't get to play in the Super Bowl that year, Mister Haloti Vitae. Uh, stepped in game and fucking performed, outperformed right. you. Yes, he did. But yes, he did. Stop fucking collecting a goddamn paycheck and living a coat dream. Whoa, 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 whoa! Hold on, man. JP, go get paid, man. You can't get mad at him for wanting to get paid. The no, guys, he's gonna be. I, a, he's no, gonna he's be. He's turning into Brett Favre. <laughs> he's turning to a guy that does not. He doesn't know what life is going to be after football. Right. He wants to keep on living a fucking pipe dream, Jeez. living the coattail of his past performances and success. Okay. And continue to fucking go out there and try to play when he's completely washed up. Yeah, well, I agree with that, but I, you can't blame the guy for trying. I don't, I don't blame him, but okay, have right. some fucking dignity, have some respect for the game of the NFL. Go out with your head held high. Yeah. Like like John Elway, like Peyton Manning, they knew when their time was up. They knew when it was kind of time to call quits. Yeah. Granted, different position, offensive line, and 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 uh, quarterback. No, I got you though. I got but you. Look, you fucking sucked last year. <laughs> Use your head. <laughs> <laughs> you ain't lying. You ain't lying. But moving on, I'll say we have a few more moments here on Birds, Beers, and BS. The Eagles. Did make a goddamn trade. It is like the 13th trade before the uh, before the start of the season that Hallie Roseman has done. I since I think since 2010. So he's averaging almost one trade almost every uh between preseason and the start of the year. So he's my man, bro. The Eagles did make a trade for a veteran quarterback. They traded with the Jacksonville Jaguars to get quarterback Gardner Minshew for a conditional 2022 sixth round pick. It was announced this Saturday. Uh, the sixth round pick could be a, up to a fifth rounder if Minshew is involved in 50% of plays in three games this season. So nice. 
Not bad. If Jalen Hurts gets hurt, we got we got. I would say he. They're obviously they're they're, they're probably going to give him the fifth round. He's it's most likely going to be a fifth round pick if if, if uh, Jalen Hurts gets hurt. Is basically right. my assumption. Right. Right. Uh, it says Menchu has been an alter, alternating practice days with the first team offense with Lawrence throughout training camp. Completed seventeen of twenty nine passes for one hundred ninety six yards with two interceptions, one in the end zone, and two preseason Whoa. games. Uh, so the Eagles. Then released because of the tr- uh, signing, we can thank Jesus, thank the Lord, they got rid of shitty Nick Mullins. Yes, yes. Nick Mullins is no longer on the Eagles roster, and because of this deal, it now solidifies and answers the question whether the Philadelphia Eagles were going to go with two quarterbacks or three quarterbacks. Yeah, that which kind of confuses me, though. Like, we'll, all right, we'll go ahead, continue on, though. But, yeah. No, can, no, go ahead. I, 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 it, like, if you're going to make a move like this, this is a move you make before the preseason. You, w- wouldn't you think? You know what I'm saying? It's not like he was going to start in Jacksonville to begin with. You don't know that. Look, the NFL nowadays, nine times out of ten, rookie quarterbacks start day one. But there's still a lot of old school coaches that feel that rookies need to hold a clipboard. Not the they, number one pick. I agree. Not the number one, but pick. Donovan. I'll say Andy Reid with Donovan. Yeah. He he's he's he uh, was benched the first seven games. He right. held he held a clipboard for Doug Peterson until Andy felt yeah. that it was time to go. And because there's that old school mentality that if you rushed a quarterback into a starting role, yeah. it could hurt their psyche and hurt their performance down the line. Look at David Carr. Yeah. He was in a shitty situation with the Houston Texans. They yep. threw him in day one as their starter, and he was never the same quarterback again. I agree. I agree. So a lot, a lot of old school coaches feel that you normally young first round picks, they do, they don't have the psyche or the mentality and they haven't developed enough, especially adjusting from the college level to the pro level. Cause the pro level is a lot faster. And a lot of these offenses are, are a lot more complicated, Agreed. but Trevor Lawrence, it was the right decision. You need to know what you have. Plus Jaguars are a fucking dumpster fire. Yep. But uh, Minshew, people seem to forget. He filled in for Nick Foles when Nick Foles got hurt in the game one yeah. uh, a couple of years ago, and he, and he broke he, his collarbone. Yeah, and he played pretty well. Uh, he he's completed over uh, he completed five hundred and one uh, ca- uh, passes for seven hundred ninety seven. Uh, he's completed five hundred and one of his seven hundred ninety seven passes for five hundred and five thousand five hundred thirty yards with thirty seven touchdowns and eleven interceptions. Not bad at all. Uh, last year, or sorry, his career <clears> as a starter, he is seven thirteen. But look. Jacksonville is a fucking dumpster fire. They traded pretty much all their stars, and the fact that most of their stars wanted out Jacksonville shows what type of organization that manager is running. So I don't look at the quarterback record so much. Even a shitty season last year, uh, he still completed 66% of his passes, 2,259 yards for 16 touchdowns to five interceptions, uh, averaged about 250 yards a game with a QB rating of 95.9. Okay. This is definitely a guy, in my opinion, that can be a very serviceable backup. And that is it. For anyone that thinks that the Eagles are they bring they brought in Gardner Gardner Minshew yeah. to be their starter or some type of competition nah, with stupid. Jalen Hurts, you're a fucking moron. Go fuck yourself. <laughs> so then why keep uh, why is he number two? Is he number three? Like I, what's gonna I think going into the season. He's going to go number three. He's going to be your three because he doesn't know the offense. He doesn't know the playbook. So if something happened to Jalen Hurts early, Right. I think it's Joe Flacco. But look, Joe Flacco is, what, 34, 35 years old, maybe a little bit older? Yeah. Give or take a year or two? Right. He's going to be eventually. He is is shot. Yeah. You saw in these preseason games, 
yeah. he limit he limits your offense. He 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 is a opposing defensive coordinator's fucking wet dream because yeah. all they have to do is, is is play up the line of scrimmage, mm-hmm. jam their receivers, and get pressure from their front front four, front seven, design some different blitz packages. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Because I'm sorry, Joe Flacco's arm strength is shot. Yeah. Even before this. With the with the uh, with the Baltimore Ravens, mm-hmm. he really didn't have that great of an arm strength to begin with, as far as accuracy down the football field. But he could he usually got done. But his fucking deep ball was so goddamn ugly most of the time. It like literally floated in the fucking in, in the air. You mean Super Bowl MVP Joe Flacco? Yeah, yeah. and uh, he 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 fucking had a he, he, lightning struck that week or that year for <laughs> Joe Flacco. Yeah, he had twelve touchdowns, zero interceptions. He also had a hell of a fucking defense. Yeah, he did. Yeah, he did. So, he had a good supporting look, cast too. They, I think the Eagles realize that when you get a veteran quarterback that is still relatively young and has veteran experience, I think that's why they originally brought in Nick Mullins because he right. had that veteran experience last year and he showed this in preseason that he's that caca he, that he can't fucking play. <laughs> At least Gardner Minshew had some success <clears throat> on a shitty or with a shitty football team. I agree. I agree. I agree. So, and I good feel, move. I Joe Flacco. He's going to be that mentor role. I, he's going to yeah. turn into that guy that's more, I feel, is going to transition from quarterback to uh, player to ultimately a coach. Yeah, I agree. And I, I, agree. and I think that's why they're keeping him on the roster because you have two young quarterbacks with Gardner Mitchell has some experience. He's been plagued by injury, so they hopefully they can revive him right. and bring him back to the uh, performance that we saw that we once knew. Right. And you have Jalen Hurts, who only had four and a half uh, <laughs> games uh experience in the National Football League. So to have a former Super Bowl winning coach or a former Super Bowl winning uh, quarterback, MVP quarterback, yeah. is huge. Yeah, I agree. I agree. And I think actually I agree with you. I think that's that's probably what's going to happen. But um, he didn't look too bad yesterday. He distributes the ball. I think the reason why they, they got him in the first place was because he would follow the playbook to a T. He would. You know what I'm saying? Like one, two, three, get rid of the ball. Like and that's one thing Joe Flacco does well is he distributes the ball to playmakers. So he doesn't necessarily take a lot of hits because he gets rid of the ball. Although he ran a he ran a bunch of, uh, yesterday, got he, some first down. He, he, got, he, he makes good decisions. He got pummeled. He's just not a he's just not a game changing quarterback. You know he's what not. I'm saying? He, he he's at the tail end of his career. He yeah. he's gonna be a journeyman backup probably for the rest of his career whenever he decides to hang it up. I agree. Now the other aspect of this trade though. Mm. Is the future of the Philadelphia Eagles? Oh, here because we go. Gardner Minshew—they have him on the cheap. I think he's only like. Do, I think the, uh, the Eagles are only uh, paying him like, or uh, after the trade, they're only on the hook for I think like seventy thousand dollars. Or uh, sorry, not seventy, seven hundred thousand. I'm gonna say seventy thousand dollars. No, seven hundred thousand, like and then like six hundred fifty thousand, something along those lines. I got you. And because he's, they have him through contract through twenty twenty two. Oh, not bad. Not so bad. I'm kind of thinking. That this is their insurance mm. policy in Just case in case in case Jalen Hurts does not pan out to be your franchise quarterback this year. If he struggles and he doesn't move the needle and doesn't impress the the brass of the Eagles organization yeah. or Nick Sirianni, that he could be the guy going next season. That they have a veteran on this roster if so they, they, they if, draft if, if they decide to look at the draft. Because gotcha. I'm sorry, Eagles fans. The pipe dream that is Deshaun Watson coming to the Philadelphia Eagles Let that shit go. is most likely not happening. It was reported today by multiple sources from uh, Pro Football Talk, Mike Florio, mm-hmm. and I think Yahoo.com's Charles Robinson, yep. that the top two contending teams for Deshaun Watson services are the Miami Dolphins and the Denver Broncos. So that tells me one of two things for the Philadelphia Eagles. 
they either do not want a quarterback controversy and they do not want to bring in a guy like Deshaun Watson when you have a guy like Jalen Hurts and yeah. start that drama and start that poison in a locker room with a when you're in the process of rebuilding and trying to find your identity. Yep. That's what I've been saying all summer. And two, that the Eagles are not willing to pay the asking price for Deshaun Watson because it most likely is it probably is multiple first round picks or multiple high picks. Multiple first round picks, multiple high picks, and, everyone, high picks. and everyone's throwing out this and guy, a hand job, and everyone's throwing out this hypothetical, uh, hypothetical trade that oh yeah, give him to give him give him Jalen Hurts and one of our first rounders or nah. this and that. We don't know if the fucking Houston Texans want Jalen Hurts exactly. Exactly. Just like all these assholes saying, "Oh, trade Zach Ertz or blah blah blah," oh, or yeah. throws throws Zach Ertz or in for uh, to the Houston Texans. Yeah, we don't know if they fucking even want him. Yeah, especially now that he looks weird with that blonde hair. What the fuck was that shit, Zach? Pretty Jesus fucking Christ. much. <laughs> but but you're right. You make a good point, man. It, it, I, I I they they have to get Jalen Hurts the year. Yeah, uh, unless he get unless he's hurt. Jalen Hurts needs to be your starter yeah. for the entire season. Absolutely agree Because you can't keep on doing this quarterback carousel of, oh, when one dude struggles, bring the next guy in. Or when that guy nah. – you're going to continue to go through quarterbacks, and then and then players on the team are going to start losing confidence and not just the quarterbacks that they're playing out there. They're going to lose confidence in the head coach yep. and losing the confidence in the front office. And Howie, stay the fuck away from game day operations and deciding who Nick Sirianni plays. If you think they need to fucking throw Gardner Minshew in there, shut the fuck up. Because <laughs> You're putting words in Howie's mouth now, I'm man. not putting words in his mouth. But we know and heard the reports of his meddling in game day operations. That's the reason why fucking Doug Peterson is on the unemployment line. No. And I disagree with that. He, that's the reason why he's on the fucking unemployment line because Doug Peterson had enough of Howie and Jeffrey getting in his fucking business and the, for what they hired him to do and be the head coach. And that's why you see Doug Peterson on the goddamn sidelines of the Indianapolis Colts practices with Carson Wentz on the sidelines with the Chicago Bears and Matt Nagy, a former uh, a, assistant of yeah. his and former coworker of his. So Doug Peterson, he's not done. No, he's not done, but. I, look, man, I I fuck with you, Howie. I like I'm a Howie fan, so this year he's done well. I give yeah, him credit. I fuck with Howie, but man. one good year as far as the off- two good years. I'm taking away the Super Bowl. Why? Why take away the Super Bowl and take away his worst year? <laughs> he has technically one good year. Okay, all right. Remember, he's been in this fucking position since 2000, goddamn ten. Well, who was it? Who was it before? Banner, right? It was Banner and Heckard. Okay. And then fucking after some time, Joe Banner or uh, Joe Banner and, and uh, Jeffrey Leary were on the rocks and they canned him, which is right. why for everyone that's saying that Howie's a life lifer, I tend to disagree because we felt the same way with Joe Banner. Yeah. We felt the same way with Andy Reid. Yeah. And at, yes, he has confidence in his guys and he's very loyal. But right. I feel Jeffrey Leary as an owner realizes when things get stale and when there's too much of a uh, – controversy and too much uh, a bad taste in the in, in the organization right that he knows when it's time to move on and when it's time to make that next step and make that change right. and I'm hoping that is the case with Howie Rosen but during this rebuild I think he's doing all right this year this I think year he did yeah, I think this on is paper right. on paper I agree I agree on paper but still if you think but, about it even the Jalen Hurts pick in the second round which seemed like a fucking Bonehead move last year is starting to look more and more like a great move this no, year. No, because that was a start. That was one of the reasons why it became a fucking disaster in the debacle.
tackle. You draft a goddamn quarterback instead of giving Carson Wentz an option, another weapon on offense? Hold on, hold on. So you think him drafting Jalen Hurts is why Carson Wentz underperformed last year? No, it's the reason why Carson Wentz started hating the Eagles organization. No, Carson Wentz started hating the Eagles organization yes, because he, he got held accountable for his bullshit. No, he started, Come hating, on, he started hating the Eagles organization when this organization turned on, turned on him. Mm-mm. They kept they kept his the his his uh they kept the Super Bowl winning quarterback and Nick Foles. I get it, they were close and they were friends, but it just added drama, it added a divide in the locker room, and added divide in the fan base, and added a divide in the fucking organization between the head coach and with with Hallie Roseman right. and with Jeffrey Lurie because they obviously they felt Carson was not ready to come back and they wanted Nick Foles out there. Okay, so. All right, man. I don't know, man. I I, I, I will assuming. respectfully disagree with you, That's sir. fine. That's fine. You can respectfully <laughs> disagree, but look, I'm not saying it was the only thing, but it helped contribute to the downfall okay, of, Doug, of the Doug Peterson and Carson Wentz uh, relationship with Eagles organ- with the Eagles organization. Okay. That's, That's my fair. thought. That's fair. With the, the organization. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, but look, <laughs> football season's right around the corner. Welcome I, to the season. Can't fucking wait. Make sure you continue to stick here on the Birds, Beers, and BS show on the AAT Sports Network uh, program. Yes. We are just getting started. Football is going to be here in two weeks against when they travel to Atlanta to take on the Atlanta Falcons. It's going to be a great fucking season. Whether they suck or not, we are going to be here. So it's once again, make sure you're following, liking, subscribing, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. Uh, make sure you're giving us a thumbs up, thumbs down on the shows. Help support our sponsors yeah. because without them, they we would not be anything. And without you, we are nothing. So leave Absolutely. those comments. Tell us what you think of this upcoming season. Tell us what you think what we had to say in today's show yeah. or any one of our shows because we love listener participation and we love our loyal fan base. We do. We do. Thank you. So, Pina, any final thoughts before we get the fuck out of here? And uh, <laughs> final thoughts it, like i think you nailed it it's gonna be a fun season look we don't have to worry look we don't have to worry about winning and losing this is going to be a season of we evaluating do, we, I, we do but evaluating and seeing progress as long as we can see progress with this team i'm happy i i, I think it's going to be a fun season to sit down and watch and i hope you guys stick with us and and like he said comment man what do you think? How do you feel? Tell tell Jeff he's an idiot sometimes. Tell Peanut he's an idiot sometimes. Interaction is key, and we thank you. Pray hands. <laughs> Absolutely. And again, we are sponsored by our friends. to start paying the bills. We are sponsored by our friends at Vinny's Pizza and Restaurant. Uh, they're located off Iroquois Trail in the Old Town Shopping Center in Allentown. Open Monday through Saturday, serving you their delicious Italian cuisine that includes pizza, pasta, sandwiches, and much more. Check out their daily and game day specials today, especially with football coming around the corner. Make sure you get hit them up Hell for your yeah. game day packages and your game day specials to help support uh, them and have a great feast for your friends for your football party. So also they'll be around all season long. They're available for pickup or delivery. Order today by calling 610-395-2300 or visiting vinnyspizzapa.com. Again, 610-395-2300 or visiting Vinny'sPizzaPA.com. Tell Vinny and Caesar that the Birds, Beards, and BS crew sent you. They'll treat you like family. Yep. We like also thank our friends at Odds Jam. 
Uh, let me find that fucking banner. Sorry, it, it's a one-man fucking show over here, so I'm trying to fucking do all this <laughs> he shit. Said it's a <laughs> like to thank our friends at Ozjam. They are the number. Uh, they have the number one software platform for sportsbook bandits. Their software shows you how to make risk-free cash off FanDuel, DraftKings, and other books with their arbitrage calculator. Never lose a bet again. Sign up today at oddsjam.com. The referral link is in the description of this episode, so please make sure to check it out. Like to also thank our friends at Statement Games. Check out Statement Games Inc. for a fun new way to fantasy sports and entertainment. Win gift cards and prizes. And once again, it is free to sign up. If you love fantasy football and you love trying to win prizes or think you know it all, this is the website for you because, once again, it is free. Make sure to hit the referral link in the description of the episode. Uh, it's right there. Look for Statement Games. Click the link. Sign up. Helps us out quite a bit. Yeah, support the show, brah. Uh, like also thank our friends at 99jerseys. So let me find that one. one Jerseys.com. Get 20% off your next order by using discount code AATBIRDS20. Again, AATBIRDS20. Check out their wide selection of quality kick-ass jerseys of your favorite sports movie characters and throwback jerseys of all your favorite professional sports stars. Again, order today at 99jersey.com and save 20% off by using discount code AAT birds yeah. and once again make sure to support us at AAT birds and the all about our AAT sports network birds beers and BS we have our gear peanut repping us today with our sweatshirts we have that and tons more gear on the website uh, as far as hats we have koozies we have masks we have shirts we have women's shirts I think we might have some kid shirts on there different designs not just a birds beers and BS but we also have the AT birds weekly report show on there we have across the pitch our soccer show logos we are having new shirts now of our new show that is coming Tuesday nights former NFL player Jeremy Bridges is joining the AAT Sports Network crew, and he will be doing a show here on the program. Sweet. Uh, Tuesday nights, 10.30 at night, only because he lives on the West Coast. He lives in Arizona, so the three-hour time difference. Uh, but again, if you miss his shows, you can check it out on our YouTube channel. So again, make sure you are subscribing and hitting that uh, hitting that button to get the uh, notifications. If we ever go live on any of our networks on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram, you get or notified. YouTube, you get notified. You can be part of the show. Tell us your thoughts. We always love listener interaction. Absolutely. So, again, make sure to follow all our social media platforms. Follow, like, subscribe. Uh, again, Facebook, Twitter, YouTube. Uh, so we appreciate everyone that supports us here on the Birds, Beards, NBS program. You can follow me on Twitter at Jeff Warner NFL. Uh, things are starting to pick up in the world of sports, especially the NFL. You can catch all my thoughts there. If you miss any of our shows here, I'm always on Twitter. Yep. Fall Peanut, he doesn't fucking tweet. Nope. But Party Doll Day one. He does. <laughs> he did. But give him a fucking follow. Let, let, let's support Party Doll Day. Yo, follow Party Doll Day. Shit. Yeah, shit. Why not? Yeah. Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, make sure you continue to check out our website for all the latest on Philadelphia sports and more. Right now, it is AATBirds.com, but that will be changing very soon. But if you still use AATBirds.com, it does direct to the new website. Do not worry. Uh, we have a lot of great stuff, a lot of great things in the fold, and a lot of great plans here on the AAT Sports Network. So for myself, Eagle Jeff from Peanut, thank you very much for tuning in. We'll be back next week with another great episode of Birds, Beers, and BS. Yes, and as we say on here on Birds and BS, drink them if you got them, motherfuckers. Attention, listeners across the galaxy, all the way from Australia to Houston, do we have a pew problem? If so, our friends at Manscaped have cleared you for takeoff with their fourth generation and brand new Lawnmower 4.0. 
kick your pubes to the next planet with the Performance Package 4.0. The orbits in your pants will feel like you're in zero gravity when you use the best tools for the job from the leaders in male grooming. Join the 2 million men worldwide who trust Manscaped and get your rocket ready for takeoff by going to manscaped.com for 20% off and free shipping with the code AATBIRDS. Ready for an out-of-world experience, fellas? Look no further than the Performance Package 4.0 from Manscaped that has just taken off in not only the USA, but Canada, UK, across Europe, Australia, South Africa, and Singapore. Inside this package, you'll find their Lawnmower 4.0 trimmer, Weed Whacker Ear and Nose Hair Trimmer, Crop Preserver Ball Deodorant, Crop Reviver Toner, Performance Boxer Briefs, and a travel bag to hold your whole solar system. First, scheduled for liftoff, new Lawnmower 4.0 Trimmer. This spaceship is here to guide you on a journey to trim your body, balls, butt, and even Uranus. This fourth-generation trimmer also features a cutting-edge ceramic blade to reduce grooming accidents thanks to their advanced skin-safe technology. The Lawnmower 4.0 has a 7,000 RPM motor, a new multifunction on-off switch, can engage a travel lock, and is even waterproof. The Lawnmower 4.0 also has a 4,000K LED spotlight you can turn on and off when needed for a more precise shave throughout your travels across the universe. The Performance Package 4.0 also includes the Weed Whacker. It's like having a little astronaut to chop your worst weeds up top in your nose and ear. The Weed Whacker is also waterproof and uses a 9,000 RPM motor-powered 360-degree rotary dual-blade system. This nose and ear hair trimmer provides proprietary skin-safe technology, which helps prevent nicks, snags, and tugs in those delicate holes. Don't forget to use Crop Preserver Ball Deodorant and their Crop Reviver to help your little planets be on their A-game while feeling the sun's heat. Manscaped even threw in two free gifts to their Performance Package 4.0, the Manscaped Boxers and the Shed Travel Bag. Abort hairy balls and buzz lightyear that woody with Manscaped. Get 20% off and free shipping with the code AATBIRDS at manscaped.com. That's 20% off and free shipping with the code AATBIRDS at manscaped.com. For a clean trinity and beyond, your space balls will thank you.